Well, Tom, uh, thank you for joining our team once again. Um, we greatly appreciate you, and the people were, were, were right. It's great, you know, very gifted musically, but I haven't told you this, but they were also right in that you married up. And so, Debbie, thank you for that. That's the biggest compliment I can give you. Uh, that was stellar, so thank you. It's great to be with you. Um, I want to pe- bring up Pastor Joel. Pastor Joel, I've had a chance to get to know for a long time. He's someone I greatly, greatly look up to. Um, it's been fun to hear his story and to actually see it lived out. Um, the Spirit of God works through him in amazing ways in Kenya. And so it is great to have him with us. I'm, I'm just going to be the MC facilitator today, but Joel's going to kind of tell us a story and do a little scripture reflection. And so um, sometimes the international connection could be a little... Can we just give another warm round of applause and say thanks for being with us? Some of you uh, recognize Joel because he's been here before, and so it'll be great to be caught up with what's going on. And so Joel, Seeds of Joy Ministry, your church has been going on for 16 years, started in under a tree, literally, and now you have a whole camp. Will you just tell us some of that story of, of what God has done since that day of your ordination and the vision that you had? Yes, I bring you greetings and love from Kenya. I live in a small community called Agongo. Agongo is, uh, the literal meaning is rocks on top of each rock. <laughs> so they are all stuck together. I'm uh, married to Pamela Monde, and our biological children are four. We are adopting another seven. So, so we have a football team. On our table. <laughs> so I say I look up to Joel. I'm not trying to follow him in that area of life, and so just want to be clear about that. Yeah, the reason why we did this, we were doing a lot of crusade to speak to people from our community to take children whose parents had died because of HIV. Agongo is one of the poorest areas in, the, in Africa, and there is no job, there is no activity that brings money, so a lot of Things that happened there expose people to AIDS, and many, many parents died. So we, we ask the community, on top of your five children or your six children, we used to do crusade and ask them if they can take two to, to be with them, to find where they can sleep or where they can eat, or if they have any clothes they could give them to put on. Many, many children were losing hope because they had no school, nothing at all. A meal was a miracle in their lives. So this is how our ministry started, and God has done a great work in that community. Mm-hmm. Right now, through the generous giving of people from here, God has used us to build a permanent building two dormitories, and we are taking care of 1,200, 48% of this is orphans, completely orphans. They have nowhere to call home, so the school is where they call their home, is where they get their education and everything. So that's the amazing work God is doing, and we are so thankful for your support and your prayers. God bless you. So in that, it is all about the school and and community transformation through the school. 
But on the side of that, you've also planted churches and you're training pastors. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? Yes, we realize that some of the some of the ministers, people who God has called in their communities, doesn't speak in English. So the only way we could help them is to bring them two weeks every month in Agongo, train them in a language they can speak well. We have people who God has gifted with different languages, so we train you in a language that you can use to minister to your own community. These people get back and plant <laughs> churches in their own communities. Last December, we had them come, and uh, over 50 pastors, they planted new churches in their own communities where they preach in their own languages. And people now are coming to church because now they can hear what their leader is saying in their own words, which is, which is really good. Uh, in addition to that, we have planted churches in the neighboring countries, Uganda, Kenya, Tan uh, um, Tanzania, Burundi. Mm -hmm. And uh, recently we planted new, two new churches in southern Sudan. And uh, we are seeing God using the Bible college that we, we started in Agongo to bring people to him. Right. We are doing a lot of uh, reconciliation through this because... Uh, as you may have heard, there is a lot of tribal hatred in Kenya, especially when it comes to election time. People disagree, and there is a lot of we fight. Don't, we don't know anything about that, so that's <laughs> completely foreign to us. So we, we, we take a child from another tribe, put it in with another tribe. As they grow up, they feed on one meal under one teacher, under one word of the Lord, as they grow up, they forget the tribalism because they only know the love of God. So this is an effective way of bringing communities together, and this is what most of these our pastors are doing. Wow, mm. that's amazing. Mm. I'm not sure you heard that. That was 1,200 orphans receiving education. That's mm. over 50 church plants. That's reconciliation between tribes. Mm. To us, that's the work of God, and I know it is to you as well. Mm. In fact, one of the things that I just was at a Presby Presbyterian conference in our Presbytery, which means the Southern California churches, um, we're in the process of helping Joel become one of our eco-pastors. Um, not so much that we can support him, but we actually want to learn from him of what's going on, and so hopefully that could be a really good partnership. COVID. COVID's been difficult for everyone everywhere. Can you tell us how it's affected your ministries in, in Kenya, but then also how people have bounced back? Will you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, it was unfortunate that everything was sat down. We couldn't go to church. And it affected our school in this way. We had our church building right in the middle of the school compound. So the Ministry of Health in Kenya said no community coming into the school. And most schools sat down and students went back to their friends or their relatives or whoever would accommodate them. About 50% of our children have nowhere to call home, so this is where they have to be, even when it is locked down. <laughs> so the government said no worship within the compound. So we had nowhere to do our church services. 
And even when they opened up and the lockdown is removed, we were told not to go back into the school compound. But God is good. He loves us. <laughs> he opened the doors and we are constructing a church building out of the school compound. It is incomplete, but we are heading there and we praise God for the provision that now we can have where we can call church. Another thing, when the government opened for us to come back, people realized that this was a wake-up call and even those who are not coming to church now, they are coming. <laughs> Some churches have doubled because we were told we were all going to die. We don't have proper medical facilities. There is a lot of congestion in Africa because we do a lot of open-air markets and everything we do really, really squeeze. So social distancing is a foreign language there. <laughs> so when God helped us and we came through, everyone is running back to church. Mm -hmm. People really, really want to use the time they have because they don't know about tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What an example that is for us, mm -hmm. I think, in so many ways. Yeah. Um, in the past couple of years, I was wondering if you could share with us a scripture that's been particularly meaningful as you've been going through this period uh, that nobody would have expected. Do you have anything in mind? Yes. Um, in the year 2019, November, we, we, we had a fellowship. We were together just worshiping the Lord and listening to what the Holy Spirit is telling us. And we... God gave us clearly the book of Isaiah, chapter number 43, where he calls Jacob, and he says, you are mine, Israel, I created you, I formed you. And when you go to verse 2, in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 43, that verse says, even when you pass through waters, I will be with you. Even when you pass rivers, they will not overflow you. Even when you pass through fire, it won't scorch you. So whatever the environment it, we are in, in Agong, whatever the environment anybody is in, in the whole world, God who formed you, hmm. God who called us, God who is ready to redeem us, is with us. This book has been making a lot of meaning to us, right. and we keep meditating on that as we trust God as we move in whatever situation we are in. That's amazing. Thanks for sharing that with us. That works for us too. Um, so we're in a partnership. And by the way, I've been uh, very lucky to continue to work um, with Joel and his team as, as a member of their ministry board. And um, I was wondering if you could share with us just some of the things that we should be praying for you. You have so much going on. Um, we're in a difficult time, 1,200 kids. I've got a couple of my own. It's enough work with five. I can only imagine what you're going through. And so what, can we, what are some specific things we could be praying for your ministry? Yes, uh, these children need, need food. They need teachers. They need somebody to care for them and just be around them to help them get their future. So without them being sponsored, like what you guys have done in the past, mm -hmm. there is no way these children can be in the school. 
they will obviously leave because the workers need to be paid. We need to buy food, and it's, it's a loss of food. Right. It's a lot of food. Yeah, right. because we give Imagine. them three meals per day. And I don't know about here, but children, children eat in Africa. <laughs> so pray for us. We get many people who can stand as partners with us to support these children to be in school. We thank God so much for the building that we have, but now we have to maintain, we have to sustain the school. It has to keep running. And also, we just want God to make it clear for us and keep speaking to us, keep encouraging us to know that it's him who is at work. And for us, we are just joining him on his invitation. We need your prayers so that we are very clear that this work is not for us, but it's for God who's right. doing it. Yeah. So. Any prayers for you personally or for your family um, that we can keep in mind? Yes, sometimes uh, you find yourself not seeing the outcome. Huh. You wonder, am I crazy? What am I doing? <laughs> I, I keep asking. You keep me in prayer so that when, even when we don't see the fruits, Right. We know God is in it, and at last there will be a fruit to glorify him. Right. Yeah. Well, can I, as a brother, tell you something? When God brings you 1,200 kids, when you're planting 50 churches, when you're training pastors, if that isn't fruit of ministry, I don't know what is. <laughs> and so I'll continue <laughs> to remind you of that. But holy cow, um, that's, a, that's, a significant, that's a significant thing. Yeah. Anything else we can be thinking about and praying for you? Yeah, pray for my family. Yeah. Uh, with all these around and um, spending uh, eight hours of your time every day at the school and, yeah. Sermon prep. Yeah. Everything else. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Um, can we give Joel a round of applause and thank him for being with us? Um, he was telling me whenever he comes to the States, it always works out that by the time he gets used to our hours and the jet lag is gone, it's time to get back on a plane in order to experience that again. And so you're flying out tonight, right? Yes, at night. Okay, well, I hope you have more fun and more success getting out of L.A. than I did out of Dallas. And so that's one of the things. But um, will you join me as I pray for Joel? And he will close us by giving us a blessing and a benediction. God, we thank you for Joel. We thank you for his wife, Pamela. We thank you for his biological kids and his adoptive kids and the kids that you have put under his care as a ministry leader. God, we thank you that because of the way that you've used Joel, um, that there are kids who are becoming educated. They're finding a place of belonging. There are kids who are going off to, um, to universities and the trajectory of their lives are changing. God, we pray that you would do an incredible work of community transformation and bring redemption and reconciliation and healing to that part of the world. Um, and God, it's so humbling, but it's, it's amazing to think that we can be a small part in what you are doing in Agongo. But God, keep us in mind that as much as we might feel we have something to contribute, that we really need to learn 
about how the Spirit of God is at work and how you are multiplying ministry and you are building flourishing churches and you are changing people's lives. God, we want that too. And so, God, uh, may this partnership be something that honors you and honors others. And so um, we thank you for Joel. Give him safe travels. Give him rest. Give him a great reconnection with Pamela and his family. And God, thank you for allowing us to be ministry partners with Seeds of Joy. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And as we go, will you please uh, leave us with a, with a blessing? Yes. I pray peace over each and everyone here. I just say joy and favor, grace of God to be upon each and every individual. May his face shine upon you. May he lift you even when, when time comes when you feel weak or you feel like it's impossible. May he be your strength. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together. Sing our benediction.